Welcome to the My Chicago Podcast. I'm Carrie Rubin, your host. I was introduced to today's business and one of its founders twice in the matter of one week. Mike Healy from Guild Row, located at 3130 North Rockwell Street in Avondale. The first was by Melissa Zeman from Bottles Up, which was episode 25 of the podcast. And the second was via a friend who listens to the podcast and was also a member of Guild Row. I knew I had to have Mike on to hear more about this really cool social club with members who give a damn. We discussed the construction of the space and a bit about the different areas of the club, which include a co-working space, a wood shop, and a commercial kitchen, as well as an outdoor courtyard space. We also dig into the creatives, entrepreneurs, and activists who make up the membership base of Guild Row, as well as details about how to become a member. I'm really looking forward to checking it out and meeting some of the other members when I go for an event that Melissa Zeman is hosting there soon. So without further ado, here is Mike Healy from Guild Row. Welcome to the My Chicago Podcast, Mike. I'm excited to have you here. It seems we have a couple people in common, so I am love to hear a little bit more about Guild Row. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how the Guild Row got started. Oh, that's that's such a, an interesting question. I mean, I don't know if I should do it like uh, that kid does in Goonies and talk about like a horrible fifth grade experience that I had. <laughs> I am that would the make way for a much I more interesting it. podcast episode. <laughs> So my, my two partners and I, in about 2015, 2016, we were all at stages in our careers where we realized we would maybe have a chance to work together. We were all sort of like ending one phase, going into another. And um, I, you know, I'm a big believer in that, that like if, if an opportunity don't take for granted that it will present itself again. So we had started just kicking around ideas about like, um, you know, what what could we do that would be interesting? My two partners, Jim Lasko, is a, he's kind of a civic artist. He did stuff for Red Moon. He's done all sorts of interesting things. And my other partner, Lily Signalo, is an architect. Really, uh, she actually just won an award from the American Institute of Architects, which is a pretty big deal. Cool. Um, and we were trying to kind of think of like, if we were going to take a big swing at something, what would be something worth taking a swing at? And, you know, I think at the time, and, and it's only become more pronounced, um, we really wanted to deal with this problem of alienation, more or less, that like, no one talks to each other. We're sort of in this weird tech dystopia where you have 50,000 Facebook friends, but 49,500 of them, if you walk past them on the street, you wouldn't acknowledge each other. Sure, and right. just this general uh, coarsening and, and dissolution of the, you know, bonds that that hold neighbors together or, or mm -hmm. give people kind of grounds to find out what they have in common and mm -hmm. um you know we, we had seen that like there there was actually like broad movement in this space towards um you know resurgence of this idea of like the club or the third space you know or what have you um but we had seen that a lot of them were sort of um targeting niche uh audiences that um you know are nothing against them but like soho house for instance like mm -hmm. it's sort of this place for beautiful people you know mm -hmm. or even like uh, the, the east bank club is this place for like really powerful and well-connected people mm -hmm. and we sort of were wanting to form the nucleus here at guild row around we call it people who give a damn mm -hmm. and you know I, I would unpack that as people who either give a damn about putting good work into the world or doing good work into the, in, in the world. Mm -hmm. um, meaning like the people want to put good work into the world. It's like, uh, 
chefs and food entrepreneurs or artisans or craftspeople and the people who want to do good work in the world. It's uh, educators. My wife is a teacher, so mm-hmm. I always have educators, but nonprofit workers, organizers, activists. And we really felt there was a richness uh, creating a platform for both those groups, because almost in the same way that um, all actors want to be musicians and all musicians want to be actors, um, we find that the people who have kind of chosen to devote their lives to putting good work into the world, people who are actually uh, giving a damn about the things they make tend to be very mission-driven, mission-oriented people. And then mm-hmm. people who are, who are working within the kind of mission-oriented economy tend to have a, a very strong um, and well-grounded sort of craft aesthetic and sensibility and, and you know, belief in, I don't know, not just riding from airport to airport, firing people or whatever George Clooney does. Right. In that one. <laughs> You're um, pulling out some awesome movie references. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, was essentially the idea that we had. And it was, um, it was tough because, you know, it, especially when this was just a PowerPoint deck and you're trying to raise money or you're trying to find uh, a construction loan from a bank or anything, everyone's like, no, we have to see, you know, more like overt sex appeal or more, you know, opulent luxury or anything like this. And mm-hmm. um, that's how we sort of became real estate developers is we couldn't find any any uh, real estate developer who wanted to take a chance on building a concept like this, which we have sort of um, co-working space for people to, that identify as much as a normal co-working space. So it's lounge with a coffee shop, desk tables, you know, natural light, all that good stuff. Um, Zoom booths, of which I'm in one right now. But also that meets people, uh, workspace for people who, you know, don't do most of their work on a computer. So we have a shared commercial kitchen and we have a wood shop. And then we have sort of flexible space to program things, um, you know, wherever the twain shall meet. And uh, it's very different from saying we're going to have a rooftop pool or we're going to have a golf course, you know, or, or whatever type of thing where you can sell cabanas for $5,000 a day or whatever the rate is. So we uh, ended up purchasing this property in Endale in 2017, these buildings that were falling down, literally. And then the process, you know, how to design, how to finance, how to manage a construction project, uh, all of which led to us having the great luck to open in August of 2020. So, oh, no. <laughs> you know, just into the, <laughs> the teeth of the pandemic. Um, but uh, in some ways, it, that actually created this great period of time for us to sort of like assemble this really dedicated core of great members. I know we were talking about Kevin and Chrissy before we uh, before we jumped on here. And um, it feels like we've sort of hit that tipping point of positive momentum now. We've got about 400 members at this point, And, you know, we're, we're breaking we're breaking records on, on all, we're breaking all sorts of good records every day, week, and month now, as opposed to, you know, in the depths of COVID lockdown when it was, you're just breaking records for losing money. But yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're kind of full speed ahead right now. And we're feeling, we're feeling pretty, uh, pretty energized about, about how things are starting to take off. Yeah. That's really cool. And it seems like what you're selling is the community more. I mean, not that the space is not amazing, but it sounds like you're, you're selling the, the community of people. And I really do think that in today's society, like you mentioned, that is a little bit of a miss because people aren't in touch with people as much and being in the big city, you don't have the ne- the neighborhood feel. And I feel like a lot of people are 
not as connected in religious communities as they used to be. So I, I love the idea of bringing like-minded people together who want to do good in the world. I think that's super cool. Thanks. I mean, it, it's been really interesting. We, we've had um, more, we have so many members who are just trying to get uh, a food product off the ground or just trying to get a nonprofit off the ground. And, you know, the number of nonprofit board seats that have been filled through happenstance conversations already, or, you know, uh, hey, this chef is actually going to teach the the cooking class at your annual fundraiser that you do and, and things like that. Um, the the sort of kinetic energy of that has already really started to take on a life of its own. So that's been just really exciting and really gratifying to see. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, the wheels of the machine are starting to turn already. Yeah. And, and I think what's really neat too, is you get a nice cross-section of people. I mean, often if you get into a, a certain career path, the people that you know and meet are like largely the same. So it's kind of nice getting to see people from different walks of life and doing different things in the world, which leads to some cool connections. I, yeah, that's actually really, that, that's really well observed as I, as I think about it. I mean, the, um, the sort of two, having two ends of the battery, as it were, I think does a lot for us, as opposed to, you know, the cliche idea of a country club where it's like, you have your lawyers and your doctors. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, it's it's been really nice to have that sort of cross-energizing dynamic going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me more about the space. I, I, I don't know why, but I assume that you probably just took an existing space and built it out for what you needed, but it, you were saying you broke ground and started from scratch. Yeah, we... <laughs> the building, I always call it the buildings, which is a misnomer because now it's, well, it's, it's a campus. We have two buildings now, but it used to be four different buildings. Um, we had had uh, kind of this fortuitous uh, uh, connection made by the then older person, Deb Mel. Um, Hugh Freedy, which is a, a huge and wildly successful dental tool manufacturer, Mm-hmm. They had originally started in these buildings in like the 1930s and 40s, and they had been growing so fast that they were just sort of Frankensteining these buildings together. And then post-war, they they reach a whole different stratosphere, right? And so then they now have, I think, like nine factories all over the world or anything. And these buildings have kind of fallen into obsolescence. But the, the original condition was just so strange because everything had just been sort of cobbled together by whatever the immediate need was. It was almost like... Um, like a legend of Zelda dungeon or something like, you know, none of the floors and the different buildings matched up with each other and there were random doorways and and different (laughs) things like that. And so it became a pretty interesting challenge to figure out what we would do. And I don't know how I would describe it. I mean, normally I'm so used to just giving actual like in-person like walking tours, but Mm -hmm. to try to paint a picture with words as best I can, we have, we have our primary space guild hall, which is kind of a three day part, lounge and co-working area. And it was originally this two-story building, which was a scary basement and scary offices above it as well. <laughs> and we we blew out the second floor of the scary offices. So now we have this really cool double height space where the lower windows are, they're not quite underground. We say they're at dog height, but mm-hmm. then the larger windows are like 20 feet high and you're just bathed in natural light. And you have this extremely high volume space with a lot of uh, the material that we use in the renovation. Uh, we reclaimed and made into the furniture. So it's all this um, really cool aesthetic of like hundred year old steel and, and wood and boards and joists and things like that. And so that is sort of the, in Chicago parlance says, as per the theme of the 
podcast. That's kind of the, the front room of the club, as okay. you could say. And then that actually adjoins. We have a, a large courtyard, about a 3,000 square foot courtyard. With a, We have a member who is a CPS teacher who is also a concrete artist. She installed a fire pit in there, which is a really cool, cool. design. We have another member who... Um, as a hobby assembles wood burning grills. So we've got a couple of grills out there. And so the same way that there's the front room, this is like the, the great side yard of nice. the club, you know, so to speak. Um, and we've gotten a lot of mileage out of like doing special events out there. And on any given day, particularly in the warmer months, like most of the action, if you were to walk in on, you know, a Tuesday afternoon or something is happening with people kind of shuttling back and forth between the, main area which we call guild hall aka the french room and uh rockwell garden which is our courtyard area but then that's for people who like yourself and myself and i would presume a large portion of your listeners do most of their work on on the phone or on the computer or in in-person meetings mm-hmm. um there's an entirely different part of the club which is where kind of the hands-on work happens on a workaday basis so as i speak right now uh one of our members chef stephanie johnston she's um private chef for a bunch of families, mostly in kind of the Lincoln Park, Lakeview area. She's literally doing her entire meal production for the week Hmm. in there with like four or five other members who are chefs. And now everyone's got this kind of co-op feel where they're helping each other out. And that is in the shared kitchen that then spills out into a little entertaining dining area that's more of a flex space. And then I think in the wood shop right now, our shop manager is prototyping. We're doing for members, we're doing a uh, holiday make a toy car from wood from scratch cool. Uh, cool. workshop. So he's prototyping that in there. You can see how well prepared I am that I'm just going like, no, that's all right. No, that's cool. My next question was going to be like, what's yeah. a week in the, in the life of Guild Row look like, or are there events or uh, there's people uh, kind of coming in and out. So it being Monday. So then what else is going on? We've got, um, then a couple of like assembly areas, which during the day are quiet co-working space, as opposed to the front room, which is a little more of a social co-working space. Mm-hmm. And then they become devoted to either our own self-produced programs, which could run the gamut from on Wednesdays, we do free member yoga. We have a member who's a yoga teacher and likes to, um, kind of teach and like build community in that way to private events. We had the Chicago fire soccer teams, like upper management come in and you know, do an all-day corporate retreat, which they broke up with a pasta making class in the middle of it. Cool. Um, and then we do our own self, our self-produced uh, stuff. Like on this coming Saturday, we're doing a pumpkin smash and cider making indoor/outdoor kind of fest. You know, everyone at the end of the Halloween season has a bunch of pumpkins and no idea what to do with them. Mm-hmm. So we're part of an organization called Scarce, which they take pumpkin compost and they donate it to urban vertical farms to mm-hmm. increase. Kind of sustainable crop yield. So that is this Saturday. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like the the different spaces and the different uh infrastructure, they they sort of have all these secret identities over time, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like the kitchen right now, which Chef Stephanie is using to prep stuff. Also then we'll prep the food for the corporate retreat, you know, that's going on tomorrow afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh also we'll be slinging out sandwiches for the cafe in the French room and you know, it's um, uh, a lot of overlapping uses, which I, I grew up in one of those houses in elementary school and high school where, you know, it was always kind of controlled chaos, people coming in and out. Sometimes mm-hmm. a bunch of my friends would be there and I wouldn't even be there type thing. Really? And, <laughs> yeah. So um, there's there's a lot of that that self-sustaining vitality, which we really, which we really sounds like there's some cool energy going on there. So talk to me about membership. How do you how have you been finding your members and how would somebody become one? It has been a process that's evolved. So when we were still a construction site, we actually had about 150 people join 
before we even finished construction. We were doing like hard head tours, like things like that. Um, and that was really like self-selecting. And then as we've been open and, and gone through the pandemic, it really becomes very um, mutually reinforcing. Like the most the most typical path is, you know, a member brings some friends and the friends are like, this is really cool. Can I join? And we're, we're kind of a, uh, strong proponents of the idea of like, if you think this is the place for you, you should try it out. And we hope that it is. It's um, It's $89 a month on a month to month basis to join. And then particularly for that kind of nucleus of people who we're really trying to create a platform for, we call them the give a damn membership. So that's, as I mentioned previously, the chefs, artists, artisans, craftspeople, educators, nonprofit workers, activists, organizers, it's only $49 a month. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of access to the space, access to the resources. A lot of times there's a fee attached to that or the different programs. And generally speaking, we don't really like to say no to people. There's certainly we try to be a lot more affirmative in the community we're trying to build and that like there's people who we go out and solicit and we try to like really sell. And then if someone, if we think it's not a good fit, it's very easy to lose someone's number, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. If anyone's, you know, listening, we're also very open to the idea of like come in for a day pass, try it out, check it out, check out the calendar. You know, we, we, we need to have the club dynamic to actually make it an opt-in like community of choice, opposed to just being sort of a transient base in that way. Mm-hmm. But we certainly don't um, mean to be exclusionary in any sense like that. Mm-hmm. And we find that the people who really like aren't that motivated or are turned off by this whole give a damn idea, like they're going to be happier at another club or they're going to be happier spending their money somewhere else. And so mm-hmm. that works well for for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And I'm sure you're just like I got introduced to you by two separate people within a couple of weeks period of time. Um, I think you probably just get a lot of people via networking. That's, that's really, that's really it. And that's the gift that keeps on giving her. It, it, it compounds over time. You know, it was, um, so I said, we're, we're at about 400 members. We've had about 90 people join in the last seven weeks, wow. you know, and, the, and then the 90 people before that was probably four months. And the 90 people before that was probably a year. Getting to that tipping so it's, point. It's, it's a tipping point. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's good, you know. I mean, especially for my for my wife and my kids, I'm sure I'm a much I'm a much more pleasant person to be around. Uh, <laughs> right. When when the community. when the dollars and cents are working more in your favor, I bet. Yeah. Cool. Well, we've talked a lot about different things. Is there anything else you want to share about Guild World before we get to your nominations? <sighs> That's a good question. No, I mean we 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 have a pretty pretty good extroverted and welcoming vibe. So if you're watching this or listening to this and you are curious about, you know, getting in touch and checking it out, I would, I would urge you to do so. We have, um, we have a really uh, talented and gregarious community here. You know, I used to work in Illinois politics and one really? of my mentors, yeah, one of my mentors had always used the phrase, like, it's a game of addition, you know? And so we're, we're definitely, we're playing a game of addition here. So um, if you think that you might be a plus one, uh, yeah, give us a call or awesome. write an email, I suppose. But yeah. I, and I suspect this this portion might be challenging for you because you know so many different business owners. Um, do you have any nominations you'd like to share? Are there any um, particular like verticals or, or worlds in which you're trying to tee things up? Mm, not in particular. I've had a, a pretty decent variety of folks on. Um, I just more curious about the businesses, perhaps that you like patronizing. There is uh, a very good friend of mine who she had through COVID been incubating her business in our kitchen space when things were completely dead. Uh, it's called Nikki Darling Confessions. The mm-hmm. providers 
name. Her name is Evan Coben. She is the greatest, but she also, I don't know, she's doing something really cool and she named her candy company after a Prince song. So that would be nomination. That's cool. Yeah. There is, we have a member here who is really fantastic. She runs a nonprofit called The Simple Good uh, named Priya Shah. She's really doing fantastic stuff, has, has a really cool story. Um, she has such an insight around so much that happens with kids, especially kids in high need situations. They hear so much from a deficit standpoint about all the challenges they're facing. They don't have a lot of asset-based intentional thinking put into their lives. And so she does a whole social emotional learning curriculum in schools and with youth groups about like, actually think of, think of the assets you have that no one else has. And the stuff they do is, is just incredible. That's awesome. And that's so needed nowadays, you know? And then the third one who I can promise will be just an awesome guest, uh, Bottles Up Chicago. It's a She wine actually show. nominated you. Show them oh, <laughs> okay. All right. The Kickback Society is really working. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I went straight to the list. I was like, man. Like if I had to throw together like a podcast at the last minute. <laughs> no, Melissa was great. She was a lot of fun. I don't know if she's a Chicago based business person, but she, she does some really cool ceramic art in her basement. We have a member here. Her name is Lindsay Herman. Fantastic interview has lived about a thousand lives and she has opened this sort of like sub Rosa pottery studio in her basement and cool. self-taught. She got Seth Rogen to like some of her stuff on Instagram. Which no way. Um, yeah, rocketing into space. And if that doesn't count, I, we also, we have um, two guys who are members here, Pat Cerrone and Matt Rajavi, who they have built the backyard of their apartment building, Worker Park, into a nonprofit nightclub, I would guess. They call it the Oakley <laughs> Oven. And they like, no way. it's almost like the, uh, it, it's it's like a less lecherous version of uh, Luke Wilson's house in old school. Nice. Uh, they, they've got, I, I've had, we've had more people come through here who like recognize each other. Like, were you at a party at this place? And they didn't even know each other. It's like, they're just like this That's huge. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. Like scene. That's it's like a Parisian salon, except with uh, a outdoor pizza oven and bands. That so, sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Hopefully between those four, you have three nominations. Awesome. I loved it. Thanks so much for being here, Mike. Of Love course. Thank Colorado. you so much. Great. <laughs> Sounds like there's some really cool and interesting people who are members at Guild Road, doesn't it? You can find links to and addresses for Mike's nominated businesses at mychicagopodcast.com forward slash guild dash row or by visiting the podcast social media pages on Instagram and Facebook at mychicagopodcast. Be sure to check out Guild Row at guildrow.co and reach out to Mike and the Guild Row team to learn more about membership and to go and explore the space. Thanks for listening, Chicago. Have a great week.